I okay. What if I tell you yeah, yeah. that from cultivating to developing phase of a research scholar needs three crucial elements that is vision, mission, and culture. Today's guest is the true example to these three key components, where her vision to proximal aims to be the leading provider of sensing and data solutions to the Indian agricultural sector with a mission to build affordable technologies for precision farming reflects through her product, NutriSense, a portable device that claims to test soil health for all the six parameters that is pH, electrical conductivity, nitrate, phosphate and potassium. Let's welcome the research consultant from IIT Bombay and CEO of SoilSense Technologies Private Limited, Rajul Maheshwari Patkar. Hello, ma'am. It's an honor to have you on the podcast, Scholars Knowledge to Wisdom. Thank you. Thanks, Ruby. It's my pleasure joining you. And ma'am, so, where are you joining us from? I am currently in Pune. Okay. Yeah. So, ma'am, take I was us... supposed to travel, but then okay. there was a lot of uh, hectic schedule at office. So, yeah, I am here in Pune. Okay. So, yeah. um, welcome, ma'am. Uh, and take us back to your research days and share the why behind your uh, PhD and the research journey. Okay. So, for me, when you talk about research and you try to emphasize research with PhD, I don't think that way. So frankly speaking for me, research is a mindset. It's not about PhD. It's not about what you are doing. So it's not just that when you start your PhD, you are starting your research. Your research is there in your every day. So it's just a mindset. So even when I would say when I was not doing PhD or when I did not uh, started pursuing. Uh, Ma'am, we lost your voice. Uh, yes, couldn't hear. Uh, shall uh, not audible. Sorry, is it audible yes, yes. now? Now, now it is audible. Yeah. Okay. 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 So sorry, there was this phone call and that's all got this. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what, what I was saying is that my PhD, it's not that only when I started my PhD, I started thinking like a researcher. Okay. It's a mindset. And it's, uh -huh. PhD just happened to be one aspect of it. So I would say, for me, research is there everywhere. Anything mm -hmm. I do, if I'm doing things like a little bit differently, there's a research in it. Even when like I'm cooking, right? Yeah. I, I bring in research component there also. Like a woman, we, we always tend to do something differently, even in our own kitchens, right? Yes. So for me, it's it's just a it's a mindset. So mm -hmm. my research when I started, I I again again same thing. I wouldn't say that um I did not really go by, by conventional way. Okay. Right? The conventional way is to when you register, you do a lot of literature survey. Then okay. you identify a problem, then you uh, 
build something when there is a gap something you see a lot of publications mm-hmm. but i was very clear the doctorate mm-hmm. degree was not something i start okay just to tell you i started my phd at the age of 45 when my daughter was growing up wow right okay. and uh, even when i was when i was working at iit bombay as a scientist yeah. I, i took up a lot of challenges something which i was not completely aware of so i i was when i did my masters it was in communication so when i and then i was working on various different domains and when i came to phd uh, i actually went into a complete different domain altogether mm-hmm. so so for me it was not that uh, i was looking at a conventional research what is a conventional research generally that happens in india mm-hmm. is that you do literature survey yeah then you actually go and identify a problem and maybe you ask your peers or maybe you do something or you talk to your professors and uh, and then you keep on doing something some incremental kind of a work on that i'm i'm not generalizing it there are exceptional but in general this is what happens yes. for me and then publish so publications become your main motive in phd until mm-hmm. as you get publications you won't get a doctorate degree mm-hmm. so but for me it was doctorate degree or a research i will tell you about like how why did i get into phd or something Yeah. but when i got into it i didn't go by by far by conventional uh, research or paper uh, reading or literature survey okay I, i was somehow i was kind of i i said that if i do that then my mind will be like a straight jacketed okay certain things have to be done this way only and you'll only do this and you'll work on this problems i just wanted to be very open minded and look around and see what i need to do mm. so that is what a research for me is doing anything differently um and in my phd also my first patent and my first device which i built is because i did not do any literature survey before that mm. otherwise i would know so i don't know if you uh, maybe the audience would know but there is something what i worked on is developing microelectromechanical devices okay. for sensing mm. so um uh, there are certain aspects that certain devices are built in certain way and certain devices are built in certain way mm-hmm. but i built a device that is neither is ascribed to this particular way or this particular way i combined both the ways and made a device okay right? and that is something is not thought deep. you can't mix polymer with silicon and you can't mix silicon nitride and i mean something in that domain so okay. when i discussed this problem with my professor he was saying uh, this doesn't look like a doable kind of a thing but i oh. said i want to do it so i just went ahead and did so that is for me research is completely a different thing altogether mm. so inspiring yeah. uh, doctor actually it is uh, i think the true mindset of a scientist when you connect the two in, uh, different uh, anomalies uh, together and uh, come up with something novel and uh, that is the true scientist mindset and and throw some light on uh, on the uh, i would say that the role of your parents uh, in in making you with such mindset okay first thing is my parents are gave me complete independence so okay. something sometimes i see a lot of parents and maybe that is because the the years i was i mean um uh, because now it now it is generation is slightly different they are very 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 focused on a child your child should be like this so mm-hmm. competitive 
so much of competitive world right but yes. when i was pursuing my school mm-hmm. nobody even bothered to care. Uh, no one was bothered whether what i am doing and as long as i'm happy mm. and i'm doing my thing that is what my parents would think independence and my mother is a very very strong person because mm-hmm. i have a sister who is differently able she is just okay. 3 years younger to me but when she was 1 year old itself she had an attack of polio and something so mm-hmm. my mother has gone through a lot of things and we have seen that so that mm-hmm. has given us that kind of strength and independence mm-hmm. secondly uh, they just left us left us to do what we wanted to do mm-hmm. and uh, other thing which i would say just seeing my mother as a very strong person i just mm-hmm. wanted to my only aim was to do something i saw my father struggling Mm. my father is also an engineer i saw him struggling with all this so my only thing was that whatever i do i want to do best mm. and i want to be independent i that is the thing which i think uh, and we were always doing things differently when at home we would try to opt. i mean that is what my parents i mean it was mm. not that they told us in some certain way it was in subtle way the way we were brought up that we developed this kind of mindset and we never followed a conventional kind of an approach even in our upbringing we were very kind of non conventional so so that's i think that's the thing and other thing which i would say lot of my thing i would uh, uh, give lot of uh, credit to my daughter okay so my uh-huh. daughter was growing up i did my masters and then my daughter so my daughter reads a lot i and even while i was doing phd mm-hmm. we discussed with our peers we discussed with professors but i used to discuss all the problems with my daughter what i am working on what is piezoelectric what is the piezo resistive what are the materials i am working on okay. what course work i am doing what mm-hmm. i did good what i did bad she was in 6th and 7th standard but she was able to understand give her mm-hmm. own thought process to it so that is how i actually did my phd and so i'll give a lot of credit to my daughter also she is mm-hmm. the i mean i would say force behind me who has kept pushing me that mummy you are you can do you can be better you can be better and that's the force and just to uh, my daughter should feel proud of me uh, mm-hmm. that, that was one more motivation that okay i want to do something good wow. for her that she feels okay my mother at her this age she is doing something yeah, yeah. so i am amazed me. yeah <laughs> yeah okay so, yeah. so connecting uh, here itself that uh, uh, role of your parents and uh, role of your daughter uh, apart from them what fueled your journey from being a research scholar to senior research scientist to ceo ah uh, well frankly speaking i would say just that i i see right i like to inspire people mm. see i have seen so even in entrepreneur journey as a woman right uh see, i did my engineering when engineering was not like not too many girls were doing Mm-hmm. i mean our today we are only discussing about research and innovation and phd's and all that so that personal thing i don't want to like emphasize uh, but what is important um, is ruby that for a woman 
Hmm. Um, we can't just think oh, it's only one direction. We have to hmm. be very flexible. Hmm. So I the only thing which I feel that uh, what has uh, why uh, I could reach here is that I was very flexible. Flexible. I mean, I'm very hardworking, but at the same time. I have not set up a plan for myself. Frankly speaking, I did not plan my life at all. That this is what I want to do at the age of twenty-five. This is what I want to do at the age of thirteen. No, there was no fixed plan for me. But I know that whatever I do, I'll do better than what I did yesterday. That mm-hmm. was one thing which uh, which uh, I always and I I actually very open-minded. So today, mm-hmm. if I'm just talking to you, I am at the end of this session. I would learn some two or three things from you also. so that is my mindset i'm open to learning from anybody even when i'm traveling in a taxi i keep traveling a lot so even mm-hmm. if i talk to the driver maybe there is a thing i learn from him also or her also mm-hmm. so for me that open mindset is one thing which is uh, which i think has uh, added to my learning mm-hmm. uh, added to what i wanted to achieve and i wanted to always learn so if i'm doing something maybe i would actually tell ruby hi ruby i want to learn from you how the whole podcasting thing works right mm-hmm. so yes. that's the open mindset is what i think has fueled all whatever i did and uh, as i said research is research lies in my blood kind of it's it's a, it's it's my mindset like is all research even in cooking i do research i don't do anything in a very conventional way right okay. so thinking out of the box Mm. be open minded ready to learn from anybody uh, anywhere uh, so that is what i am mm. um and not very conventional kind of a person okay i'm kind of a rebel so people used to call me rebel also so oh, okay. i go by gut feeling yes okay and i think i listen to people but i do finally what i feel after analysis what i feel right Mm. what i feel right for the team that is how i take decisions okay so that is what i feel is my whole thing i mean there is no planning i did i actually after my 10th did my diploma and okay. i was thinking that's my end of uh, education mm. i'm going to get a job i'm going to become independent i'm going to support my family mm. then the engineering happened then mm. that was then then i then the masters happened then the phd happened so it all happened no planning Okay, so as you talk about the feelings, uh, yeah. uh, uh, I am curious to know that how you manage to uh, to balance the feelings, the emotions, because uh, uh, the research journey, even when you are in in the innovation phase, you feel um, I think uh, you face the mixed emotions, which are uh, a mixture of negative more and positive less. i think being a researcher so how do you manage those emotions uh see i am a very emotional person i don't hide my emotions frankly i don't hide my emotions um i feel that being emotive and being uh, having sh- sh- showing your emotions showing your i mean i i know that there are a lot of people going through a lot of things but keep a very strong uh uh face and but i don't believe in that mm-hmm. i feel that somebody who can express emotions can express feeling is more much stronger than the person who keeps everything 
because mm. i think some people say okay somebody is crying a lot mm. so that way i feel i'm an emotional person but at the same time there's a lot of this balance all happens in mind see mm. i feel research whether it's a research whether it's an emotional whether it's just feeling good feeling bad it's a game of mind mm. right so controlling your mind so i won't say that sit and meditate for 10 minutes 30 minutes that's the solution no i don't think that's the solution the mm. solution is to keep your mind always in a positive frame of mind mm. uh as a woman forget about the researcher again i said that you are focusing your ruby your thing is all about research but for me um it's all about life research is mm. just one aspect of it yes. right so and emotion research is for me the research was the most easiest part of life okay because i was not looking at destination at all for me mm. i told my professor when i joined that please don't expect publications from me mm. please don't expect that i'll finish phd mm. if you have if you are okay with all my this things okay. then only i'll joining phd because for me journey is more important Yeah. The end result, I was not at all interested in uh, writing some publications, submitting a thesis, which 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 was going to go in some cupboard of some institute, and that's yes. it. I didn't yes. want my PhD to to end end there. I said mm-hmm. I'll do something whether I publish or not. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But for me, I want to develop something that will be useful. That was the only thing as part of my PhD I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it was not that I wanted to do PhD. Uh, I mean, PhD was important for me. Developing mm-hmm. that was important for me. PhD just happened. It's a byproduct, okay. uh-huh. right? So I, when when we are focusing much on research, I feel that's the wrong mindset. Mm. It's it should be just one aspect of it. Otherwise, you will when you know that okay, now I come into PhD. I'll do this. Then I will publish this. Then I'll go and uh, 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 I'll finish my PhD. that phd i don't think has uh, much value because then you are not learning much out of it because mm. phd not is not only completely uh, completing your scientific work but mm. phd also is about how matured you have wh- when you entered phd and when you came out of phd mm. as your mindset changed mm. as you gone through some change can you deal with more complex problems now because mm. it gives you phd is all up and down journey Yeah. right and in the life also we face lot of ups and downs mm. so phd only makes you a better stronger person so you have to face uh, face challenges also if everything is going smoothly in phd then you have not actually done phd mm. right are you and you should ask- be able to deal with yeah and i think as a woman we are much better prepared to deal with situations yes that's the mind god has given us beautiful minds yeah and are you a yeah. spiritual person also i don't call myself a spiritual person but i believe in god so okay. i know that there's someone who is uh, who is a guiding force mm. so i don't want to hurt someone mm. uh, intentionally unintentionally i must have done it because i'm very upfront about uh, and i'm very uh, i don't hide i, I don't mince with words if something is Mm. spread i call it spread right so i mm. might have hurt someone but not intentionally with no ill feelings because i believe that there's a guiding force mm. and i believe in god so that is there so 
that's the I mean, spiritual it's a jada kuch nahi okay so um, you gave us so profound and comprehensive picture of uh, of of being a researcher and um, taking that profound thoughts um i would like to know that in order to establish the research culture not only in the lab but be an example to establishing that research culture what principles must be adopted by the scholar that may lead them to innovation mindset say whatever you have asked i think i've already spoken in some bits and pieces i mm-hmm. see um i always feel that your mind is very uh controlling your mind is important everywhere Mm-hmm. I I think just repeat Ruby what exactly your okay. question is. Uh, so it so it is about the uh, establishing the research culture whether it is in the lab. Okay. Or it is uh, as being a research scholar establishing a research culture within your mind itself so that you may uh-huh. perform from the cultural aspect of the research rather than performing it superficially. Okay. so again i said na see when will you do uh, so uh, just my question is when does you when will you perform better when you are doing something with passion right yeah. when you are interested really in it that's mm-hmm. why i said don't do research just for the sake of it mm-hmm. if you are really interested in that which it's but generally unfortunately what happens in india is that you are more keen to get that doctorate degree we mm. are in front of your non doctor mm. but rather than if we actually look at phd as something we want to learn we want to contribute and this is my passion because everybody is doing this i will also do this mm. i think that's rat race is something i don't believe in mm. for to set up a research culture i think what is needed is see today see okay yesterday you were so and so and today now you have got an admission into phd in so and so institute and mm-hmm. suddenly in a day you can't change your mindset right mm-hmm. you can't bring in that now since i am a phd i should be a researcher mm-hmm. that researcher mindset should be inculcated from the very beginning mm-hmm. people with that mindset actually can do a better research because then they know how to deal with any problem mm-hmm. how to think about that problem somebody uh, that's it i also feel that literature survey is important to do that what are the gaps in that uh, let's say you you plan to work in a certain domain yeah. and you want to develop something the literature should only give you the i mean literature survey should only make you say uh, to be aware of what has not been done and what is that you can do mm. unfortunately uh, we actually happen to read lot of literature Mm. and we try to bring a some incremental problem around it mm. and we just try to solve that very true so yeah. that 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 will not help okay that will give you might be you might get some publications you mm. might get a degree mm. but that's not the research really i would say uh, so i feel that you have to be very out of box kind of thinking right Mm-hmm. um and uh, solutions to problem okay let me also give you this uh, again i don't know 
this is again my personal views mm. i feel that there is a problem which can mm. be solved in multiple ways yes. right that, that's a problem if you solve that problem there are and there are certain ways already given that this problem can be solved this way mm. in phd what generally happens is that we which i also had done it at some point of time that you solve that problem in a very complex way mm. differently but in a more complex way you mm. get a publication Mm. you take the same problem solve it in a simple way you get an innovation mm. and what wow. is required is Ball an innovation yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is required is an innovation to take the product so for example i take an example of soil testing yeah right if i would have done this in a very different way a simple way simplify the whole system mm. uh, if i present it very simply i won't get a publication nobody would have given me a publication but if i make it a little bit more complex mm. and show it like how complex it is mm. it is not doable or it is it is not being done mm. then i get a publication mm. if i solve it simple way innovation i can make a product mm. but i won't get a publication mm. right and uh, and if you want it, it, what we are trying to do is like uh, i feel that we want to innovate we want to uh, uh, innovate not you know i would say innovate but what we want to do is see uh, we want to build a product let's yes. say yeah and we want to build it differently which mm. is patented which is very different but let me tell you when something you do it very differently and it's a it's a different way of your solve the problem you can't mm. make it a pro- immediately into a product mm. right it takes lot of time for that 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 whole research to become a product yes so, so we have to find that balance between a phd i'm not saying that don't publish or something but that balance is required mm. a problem has to be solved we have to find a simple solutions a simple break a problem into simple 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 problems modular find mm. a simple simple solutions for them and mm. then add to it and then make a product so that is what i feel is an innovation solving a problem in a complicated way is good for publication confuse the readers confuse others and that's how you become <laughs> no this is just my general opinion and just just like a joke so i i'm not saying that this is what everybody is doing it okay but yeah as a researcher i'm taking that liberty to talk this way not necessarily but yeah there are certain times it happens that way that you are necessary just for yes. the sake of publications you try to wind up into too many other complexities yeah yeah actually i think that it is the natural tendency of a human to make the simple yeah. things complex and and then to deal with those complex things showing it oh my god see i am dealing with something very complex and uh, and it's not only in the problems or something it's also in mind we yeah. actually take a very simple and make it very complicated this overthinkers way make an hypothetical situations and a hypothetical mm. situations and hypothetical situations and land up into a big trouble and then they'll try to find a solution for that for me for me i feel life is easy take mm. it easily you are a very inconsequential person in the whole universe so don't give too much of importance to yourself be an open mind be a humble have mm. humility so things will fall in place yeah wow uh, amazing insights uh, that our listeners would have got from you and uh, yeah uh, so uh, 
what key factors uh, are responsible for the independent thinking yet balancing the work in a team and its role in the scholar's life uh, sorry i okay okay okay, okay. Uh, yeah uh, it is about the independent thinking uh, yeah the role of independent thinking in the scholar's life but being mm -hmm. and being with that independent mindset a scholar has to work also sometimes in a team okay so how how to balance that well again this is a practical experience i'm talking about um, not about me but i have seen in the labs because for me degree was not important but i'll tell you what as a phd scholar as a research scholar mm. we are mostly alone mm. right there are reasons for it because here phd is what is making you to work alone think alone identify the solutions uh, and then you can work with maybe you can sound out your problems or your uh, or not uh, your your thought process and solutions to other on your problems but one more thing i'll tell you unfortunately uh, our whole india is in uh, not india i would say generally the students are having this kind of insecurity issues right as a phd scholars what mm -hmm. if i share my my solution with you you are mm -hmm. also working on a similar domain mm -hmm. maybe there is a chance that uh, you might publish mm -hmm. or you might get an idea and that you might go ahead with your research mm -hmm. in that particular let's say both of us are working in a similar uh, in the same department uh, in a similar kind of a domain Yes. and if i share something with you my ideas mm. there's a possibility it's not necessarily that it will happen but mm. it is not also uh, impossible there are people who have already who have done that okay. right taking somebody's ideas and like mm. going ahead with that so it has happened mm. so let's take that it's that there's a human tendency which mm. happens mm. again that might be just one person but there's a possibility so mm. students are a bit of insecure right that because it's their new idea what if it also happens in startup right but mm. if i discuss my startup problem with someone will somebody else start, start? it doesn't happen mm. so easily but in academics it happens mm. there is a possibility so and but again what what is required is that there's a team that is needed mm. uh to discuss your because most of the research now even in my soil testing if i do, it it involves electronics it involves chemistry mm. it involves lot other things also right mm. so that teamwork is required so it's an at the institute level at the pro, it all also depends on the professors right independent professors what are the different students you are working with because you tend to work in uh, with your uh, professors in a very close circle even if it's in like such, even if i take an example of iit bombay from where i did my phd mm -hmm. uh even even though we write uh, projects which are interdisciplinary having uh, uh, from different departments not many people like still even the professor level people like to work in isolation so mm -hmm. that actually percolates to the students also 
so it all it's so if if there has to be team and uh, and people do discuss so we do have team meetings where all all everybody is present from different domains and we discuss our what what we have reached and some people will give suggestions so it also also happens that at the faculty level some certain it's it's not possible at all every everything at the student level that mm-hmm. maturity comes at a late certain age Mm. So when, as a younger, just after masters at twenty two, twenty three, somebody is coming and registering for PhD, they are very immature at that. Yes. Yeah. Immature, not in sense of um, uh, intellect, I'm saying, but in sense of social skills mm. that uh, you have to. So it has to be also facilitated by the professors. I feel it's it's mm. also the people who are senior in that. For example, when I was doing my masters, there mm. were a couple of PhD students. Uh, with whom I was interacting, I had done my masters from IIT Bombay way back in '96. Okay, right. So, so that's the time this PhD students made me feel comfortable. I had come from a very small town from Andhra, mm. so I was learning. I had never seen computers by then, even though I was an engineer. And at IIT Bombay, there were all Solaris and Sun micro uh, Solaris computer with Sun OS and all that. So mm. these people made me feel comfortable. So mm-hmm. there was this team and the collaborative, and they were very nice people. So I learned a lot from them, mm-hmm. right? So similarly here, uh, when the new PhDs come, the older PhDs have to facilitate. But everybody is currently so occupied by their own research and their own problem solving. Mm-hmm. I think nobody has time for others. Mm-hmm. So it has to be the professors who has to facilitate that. And yeah. not only about we are only focusing on research, research, but there's a lot of other social problems, right? Mm. That's why people go through in PhDs, whether it is a PhD or a B.Tech or an M.Tech or anything else. Mm. They they are going through a lot of some social because of our current culture. Also, everybody is on internet, everybody is talking, everything is online. We hardly meet people, mm. so I think that social thing has to come. And when a person is happy uh, around having a good positive atmosphere, the mind really opens up. Mm-hmm. They the trust develops, yeah. and then they can open up to their problems. They can solve. So it's just not about research and research ideas. It has to be more social, more trust. Mm, and I feel that is how things have to be, and that has to be facilitated by the seniors and the professors. I feel. Mm. and uh, research yeah. culture is research culture again comes with a thing how see people generally tend to when they enter a group mm. there's a big group there are senior researchers there so it's generally they tend to follow that so that research culture comes also from the team mm. yes first thing they have to make everybody comfortable mm. and there has to be trust you treat everybody like a family member like if your younger sister or brother would have entered what you would have done mm. so that's the kind of mindset you have then you will tend to help each other so independent thinking i think uh, it uh, it comes from two major uh, um, aspects or you can say the two major uh, involvement is of number one is of mentor and number two i think um, that is the role models yes in that place and independent thinking and and phd i think uh, that that i think one of the thing for uh, as a phd or researcher is to you start independent thinking because at the btech level you are 
getting some spoon fed not i would say spoon fed but you are you do get some kind of lot of guidance when you become masters you get guidance but at the phd you are actually left to yes. think uh, on your own so yeah. that actually improves your ability to mm. deal with your problems you deal with your uh, problems when i say it could be a phd problem it could be some other problem yeah okay so um, ma'am actually we are left with uh, less than 1 minute and uh, i would okay. request you to rejoin uh, to continue our conversation do, do uh, okay fine okay yeah. so this is zoom call meeting is getting over okay yes yes i yeah okay Hello. Uh, yes, ma'am. You are audible. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. So, ma'am, uh, being a CEO, um, I would like to know that what three rules to decision making helped you, and also um, throw some light on the risk management adopted by you during your research journey to innovation. Okay. as a ceo if you say three three rules which uh, helps me in decision making i would say one is that i generally go by gut feeling that there are certain things i i think a lot about it i i in my mind itself it like it works as a game theory you say right it's like a game what happens if this what happens with that that's like pros and cons pros and cons keeps going on in my mind and then finally i go by my gut feeling that that is one way second is that i discuss the things with my team members who are the actual direct stakeholders in let's say in my company the key people we keep think uh, think and then then whatever best we feel so i do discuss with my team members okay um but i leave it in the final decision i take again i go by that kind of gut feeling after doing a lot of analysis on that problem or whatever is possible because when i hear a lot i i i open i open up this discussions with all my team members okay. uh, if there is any related to company mm-hmm. uh, and then i i after discussing with this all the analysis points and mm-hmm. then i take decision based on that okay and uh, generally again that way i i discuss sometimes completely from the people who are just not associated with at all completely unbiased views okay right? so that is how it helps me in decision making and one important thing is that whenever i'm discussing with people i discuss with complete open mind mm. with no prejudice with no pre-biased thinking mm. so that uh, a lot of science test uh, with not respect to decision making but with respect to learning right mm-hmm. with the uh, respect to new learning for example i am an engineer by profession 
Hmm. What we are doing into agriculture, soil testing, that is not what our domain was. Hmm. So whatever agriculture we have learned, we have learned on the go, talking to people learning. But Hmm. I have seen a lot of people, a lot of people with whom I, I, I discuss, they come with a very heavy baggage. Mm-hmm. So certain things that that's already being done. So they have said it's already being done. So it is like this only. They are mm-hmm. not very open to listening to others' opinions. Mm-hmm. So that that is something I say that uh, as a researcher or as anybody, I think this was answered to me. You are maybe earlier questions. I think I missed it. But one thing I I I noticed that a lot of people with a lot of intellectual and researchers and who have already done PhDs mm. are sometimes very closed. Mm. This is how the only things are. They're not uh, open to look at it, things in a very different way. Mm. So mm. even in decision making, this has to be because if you are, you can think only in certain ways. Mm. You can't really do all 360 degrees uh, thinking. And mm. that comes from other people with a different uh, mindset right mindset. they will have their different views so you have to be open-minded to think understand discuss analyze and then take a call on it yeah, uh, yeah. very mindful insights you gave uh, ma'am and uh, about the risk management how okay. to analyze risk management yeah. okay risk management is again i don't uh, take uh, so I mean, uh, entrepreneurship itself is a very risky business. That way you can say it may success, it might be successful, it might fail. Yes. But I don't give up easily. So I know that whatever it is, I won't give up so easily. And the risk management mm-hmm. is sometimes you have to take risk with no risk, no reward. I, I know that. Mm-hmm. So you have to take risk, maybe sometimes very calculated kind of risk. And sometimes you have to take a risk which might give you a better reward. You might mm-hmm. make. So it has to be a balance. I can't say that there's a one particular rule I follow for risk taking. Mm-hmm. But one thing I believe more than the... Uh, the see, uh, for me, uh, risk is something that's something you don't know and you are get, venturing into it. It's mm-hmm. a risk for you. You can make the, that risk a little minimum. Let's say you are expert in that. I'm venturing into it. Mm. I know it's a very risky for me. But if I can get some uh, ask help, mm. I can ask Ruby, I don't know this. Can you help me with this? Mm. And I'm trying to do this. And I'm sure Ruby will help me. And so that my risk is getting mitigated, right? Now my risk yeah. has become half almost. So that mm. is how I work. I get into something. Entrepreneurship is completely new for me. I got mm-hmm. into it, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm a kind of a person who asks help, who is mm-hmm. very, who, who is ready to help. And I'm also, I'm very open in asking help. Mm-hmm. And so that itself, my risk gets reduced when I'm asking people for help. So that is how my way of dealing with risk is. Okay. I'm, I'm really inspired uh, while uh, having conversation with you and uh, I feel blessed uh, with your thought process with your mindset and um, so with that uh, moving ahead with the last but not the least question um, how research journey can be empowered towards being a visionary 
ओके सी अगेन एवरीथिंग फॉर मी is a game of mind so visionary is what is a visionary if i had if i, if I had to tell you define visionary what is a visionary visionary you can think for future yeah and work now mm. right for me that is a visionary so 12 years back so 12 years back when i got into phd with my professor ram gopal rao he himself is a visionary who could so i only told him one thing that sir i don't want i want to do something i don't care as i told you that i told him i don't care about the publication yes. i don't care if i get the phd completed i'm not doing it for that reason but i want to do it so that i can bring some impact in the society yeah right so that that's one mindset right uh now if you want to bring that vision but if 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 i would have got into phd with just one one goal that whatever it is in 3 years I, or 4 years i have to finish phd do some two publications get into get a job mm. i mean there's a difference between this type of a phd and that type of a phd this phd mm. is visionary and this phd is like a short term goal you have set and you have to finish it mm. a visionary thing would be to set multiple short term goals but a big one long time goal mm. so to bring that visionary thing you have to think what how you want to, and for a phd to i mean expecting this is also expecting too much from a phd because mm. you have put in a uh, you have put someone into phd you have given, given them a limited time yes. you have to finish it in 5 years yeah. you have to also work on a mm. uh, problem which has never been solved by anybody in the world mm. right and you also have to publish mm. you also have to get a placement you also have to take care of your family where mm-hmm. will the vision come in uh, come in the picture yeah yeah you have to give that free hand that okay somebody wants to be visionary there are mm-hmm. people who have got into phd but their vision was very different and the phd was not helping them they they left the phd and went for that mm. they left the education they left iits and went into that not only phds so mm. a visionary and a phd i think we can't just say that you can combine this together mm. there could be visionaries but a visionary will deal with a phd in a very different way mm. uh right and okay. then it is it is not about the phd student let's say i started i can't end it a, a vision is a very i mean when we are talking about visionary mm. it's we are talking about a very big statement here right Yes. A PhD is just for four five years. Mm. The problem, if you want to work on a real complex problem or any problem, mm. the one person will solve it twenty percent. The second one has to come and solve the other twenty thirty percent, and slowly that problem will be solved hundred percent. Mm. So that continuation should also be there. Mm. And uh, I don't know. That's what I feel. That uh, visionary means well, you have to think about long term. Yeah. and solve that problem by many short term short term goals that mm-hmm. is what i feel that that's the visionary culture that's a professor has to decide how each student will contribute to that vision so professor mm-hmm. has to be visionary then his the students can be a part of that vision yeah right but an individual student cannot become a visionary when you give them a hostel a limited stipend a limited hostel period a limited time to finish phd otherwise you'll be thrown out of the hostel mm. can't expect all visionaries to be born out of every phd yes 
so mm-hmm. it's 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 a very complex kind of a thing right mm-hmm. everybody has to be aligned it's like what you call that like different dipoles are all in all different dire- directions and when you magnetize the system mm-hmm. they all align so visionary is that you have to make every pole aligned in one direction and that's where you can achieve vision all this big visionary goals what we have mm-hmm. but i mean individual contributor cannot be visionary you can be visionary in your you want to spread awareness about people who are doing research mm-hmm. so you are doing it that way right but you don't have any burden of any limited period phd's and mm-hmm. getting a degree right so that's why you are able and you are passionate about it so you are able to do it mm-hmm. so there are mm-hmm. many factors which makes you a visionary and which also other factors should align to that mm-hmm. that is what my my thought process and my views about it i may be right it's wrong but that's what i feel um actually um what i i drawed from here is that uh, being visionary uh, it travels from your mentor to you and and then uh, i think yeah uh, yes am i audible uh, i think ruby i lost you am i audible ruby i lost you for a couple of minutes okay am i audible yeah, now no you're audible okay okay yes now you're audible okay ma'am so, so you I'm, were saying something yes yes i was saying that um, what i got it from here is that uh, if if a scholar wants to be or uh, i think it it comes from the mentor itself and that that transfers from the mentor and reflects through the work of the scholar to be a visionary so when you ask this question uh, ruby yes ma'am um, so when you are asking this question i just want to understand your question are you only referring to the phd's or the research scholars to be visionaries are you are talking about the research culture how a visionary should are i i i, okay, I don't okay, know okay, that's okay. your question okay. uh, no ma'am uh, actually uh, i was trying to understand it that uh, uh, like you developed your vision i was trying to understand uh, the process of that development of the vision okay yeah so that's yeah. why so I, yeah. and so as i told you right i was very clear and it is not during my phd that i was clear even during my masters i was very clear that what i want to do i want to create an impact in the society yeah so even during my masters i build i work on certain projects which have direct impact on some of the education uh, some of the hardware boards i prepared which was used by many of these engineering colleges mm. so it's the culture it's i think it should be inculcated in the schools first initially among the students yeah. that what is that you want to achieve Mm. unfortunately sometimes we are mostly in the rat race right mm. so they are only self uh, what you call they uh, so in society you are trying to like re- create a rat race right a competitive world yeah. that you have to be better than someone you have to be better than someone not that you have to be better than your mm. yourself in mm. in our case to our daughter both me and my husband we gave only one thing to her 
that mm-hmm. don't get into any rat race. And I said that we won. We did not send her to a school where every uh, every other professor kid was going, but we sent her to a different school where she can meet all other different type, all different mm-hmm. uh, strata of society, all kinds of people. And uh, we just said be better than yourself, not like better than this girl or that girl or that mm. girl so similarly if we can actually bring that that okay whatever you do make sure that you'll bring an impact in the society so everybody mm. will have their small vision small yeah. goals mm. right that is how we can make so i think that is what is needed mm. see you can't change a person in a day right yes. once he becomes a phd student then you expect them to have a vision and yeah. mission and goal and this it won't happen happen yes that thing has to be inculcated from the childhood from the child itself yeah yes um and uh, as we wrap up uh here's a question from gaganpreet she is doing her phd in uh, sardar swaran singh national institute of bioenergy and uh, she asked that uh, some researchers think Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, I do hard work to develop novel technology, but what will happen at the end? Nothing. My research will only be limited to the research paper. It will not be commercialized. So such challenges sometimes degrade the morals of good researchers. She asked this. Yeah, uh, throw some light on this. Yes. Yeah. That's true. But see, nobody will take your... See, thing is that building a pro, uh, again there's a huge uh, it takes a lot of i would say when you do research and build something publish yeah. something or show a poc i will say proof of concept that's just a 20% of the work done mm. so if you if your techno so that is what the most of the institute do you do your work you patent it you register or you register your patent in uh, the academic institute Mm-hmm. and someone will come and take your patent if it has some value and make mm-hmm. it into a product mm-hmm. but if so for me i didn't wait for that mm-hmm. i built something i know to take it to the market it took me so long today mm-hmm. in last 7 months you are saying but this is a research of the last 10 12 years that now we are seeing it as a pro- product in the market in fact i have said there's lot more to do so if you expect if your work is good so the, again that again takes uh, it brings a mentor here mm. that if you can't take that as a product to the market of you for, for whatever limitations you have mm. your professor should be able to put in another student who is an entrepreneur to take that work and uh, process for the proceed for that but there are a lot of this is a very big discussion can happen only on this problem there are a lot of challenges here uh mm. first thing is uh, we have this tendency to do it in somehow but we don't see that if we have to make it a product mm. what all it takes uh, to make it a product your your novelty your research should also think about that too, if, if if i have to make this particular thing as a product you have to make it in a very different way let's mm-hmm. say you make some idea work with mm-hmm. use some materials which are very expensive which are not available and you make something out of it and you expect that somebody will come it and simplify it and make it a product nobody will do that mm. so when i started working on my soil testing devices i know that i want to make it a product so i was mm. always thinking in those lines how do i imp- how do i 
build this so that mm. the fabrication becomes easier the cost cost will be minimal uh, the fabrication is not dependent on clean rooms mm. so that is how i started i started by building on pet sheets cantilevers and things of that sort and move to paper based sensors and then to a product okay so if you really want your uh, innovation to become or your phd thing to become a product you have to start thinking from the day one Mm. maybe i will not be able to take it and make it a product but somebody else will be but then what is that i need to work on and unfortunately as you mentioned that in your team work maybe you have to then interact with industry experts in that domain that what should i do but mm. again there are a lot of you have to have proper ndas proper mous in place what you share some idea and then somebody takes it in so mm. but yeah <laughs> you have to really to make it to make anything into a product you have to start thinking from the very basics initially even when you are starting a research mm-hmm. let's say you use material so for me uh, i i knew that if i making mems based uh, soil testing device mm-hmm. i would not be able to scale up because mm-hmm. fabrication is not possible in india mm-hmm. right we hardly have any fabrication labs mm-hmm. i can't make mems sensor so i have to move to something else mm-hmm. something which i can do in, in my garage or maybe in any labs right so that thought process has to come in beginning mm. and if you are confident about your work unfortunately what happens somebody just do is publishes put it in thesis jo koi aayega somebody else will come and improvise it that will not happen mm. right yeah you have to be confident about your thing and then if you are confident then then you can actually take it and you can do it this way see uh if i were not a, if i wouldn't have become an entrepreneur what i would have done is i would have taken this idea i would work with that person he okay i don't have the whole lim- bandwidth but i want this product has i'm there to support you if you face any problem but i want this product to go to the market mm. right you will have to find those ways again there's a research here right how do you yes. take your product to market come up with a innovative ideas how to, of collaborating with people and taking it mm. right amazing uh, insights uh, ma'am you gave and um, thank you so much for accepting the invitation for sharing the valuable and mindful insights in the uh, very comprehensive and the profound way and um, i'm i'm sure that uh, this podcast will definitely enlighten the path for uh, the undergraduates postgraduates and the researchers who are in this uh, journey so thank you so much thank you ma'am and thanks ruby even if i can mm. in- inspire five to 10 people uh, out of this i'll be very happy yeah thank you so yeah. much thanks ruby thank yeah. you thank you ma'am